Lord, we, we love you, God. We just thank you for your goodness today. You know your presence is in this place, Lord. May you be glorified as we devote ourselves to you. Thank you, God, that you're here. And we give you all the glory. You are so worthy, God. Well, last week, uh, sorry, it's a little uncomfortable down here. I have to keep telling my staff not to bring me a pillow. They're so nice, but uh, I think it's actually supposed to hurt a little bit. Um, last week, I was sitting in worship over here where I normally sit, standing, I should say, with my wife, worshiping God. And uh, it's Father's Day. It's a great day. And as I, uh, as I was worshiping, um, the Lord said to me to, uh, to, to kneel before him. And uh, I, I remember saying in my mind, come on, God, it's, it's Father's Day. It may look a little weird. So I said no. And I got up and preached. Um, and God, by his grace, blessed it, even, even though I wasn't obedient. So this last week, my family and I, we went to a, um, a conference, a pastor's conference. The first night, I'm in there and I'm worshiping and uh I normally just kind of start off worship by just telling God I love him. And so I said, Lord, I love you. And, and the Lord said to me, that's funny because you didn't obey me. And I knew what he was talking about. I said, you're right, God, I didn't obey you. And I said, I'm really sorry, God. I should have I knelt when you asked me to kneel. One thing that we do sometimes that we don't really talk about because it's private, but I'm known among our band and worship leaders to sit someone. Someone has a sin in their life or um, a bad attitude. We will sit them. We'll just say, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be on this platform. You're not gonna be on this altar because we believe it's a privilege to be there. In fact, there's a, there's a sign at our on the door when you enter our auditorium from the backstage area that says it's a privilege uh, to be on the stage. And so um, the Lord really spoke to me and he said, well, you sit people, so I'm going to sit you. So the Lord told me you're going to kneel. Since you didn't kneel when I asked, you're going to kneel all, all services next weekend. It's like, okay, I guess that's fair. I sit people, so Lord, you can, you can sit me. So, uh, you know, because I, I really believe that when pride walks on the stage, the Holy Spirit walks off. So here I am. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry you guys in the audience are getting like my, my worst side. Um, kind of nervous. I keep pulling my shirt down like I really don't want to show you part of Pastor Bill no one should see. Uh, but I kind of think God meant for that because I think for me to put my face towards him, I always have to turn, turn my back on the crowd. So I told God, yes. I said, I'll, I'll do it because I'm scared to know what if I say no, what you'll do next time. So and I want to mention that because is this, it may sound crazy, but it's all throughout the Bible that we don't talk about it in church. But we, you know, the question is, do, do we fear the Lord? We're supposed to fear him. My dad's an amazing man. I love him. When I was a little kid, I, I, I always wanted to honor him. But I'm going to be honest with you, I also feared him. Not in an unhealthy way. I, I never, he never was abusive, nothing like that. Um, I, I think the, the thing I feared the most was... I never wanted him to say, I'm disappointed in you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I just revere him, and um, I still do. I know he loves me. And uh, that's a picture of God in us, you know. We're to fear the Lord. The Bible says over and over again to fear the Lord. So here I am, sitting. <laughs> the last day of the conference... We had a little free time, and so my wife is down at the pool with some friends, and and uh, I'm not sure what the boys are doing at that time. And Sophie was in the room, and and uh, she had her headphones on, listening to I think a TV show or something. So on her laptop, so I, I just grabbed my Bible and in my journal, and I just began to write because I was like, okay, Lord, I know there's some unfinished business because you told me to sit, and I don't know what that looks like. So could you just speak to me? So so here's my journal. Um, and I just wrote this out, 62421. It's a date. I said, Lord, I'm so grateful for you. I want to simply say, I, w- I want to simply fool you. And I wrote, I didn't, I didn't say follow, Mark through that. So then I wrote it again. I simply fool, <laughs> Mark through that. And I said, I want to simply follow you. And then the Lord stopped me there and said, let's talk about that. Are you willing to be a fool for me? You said you'll follow me. Will you? Will you be a fool? So I said, okay. I will be a fool for Christ. Whatever you want. I love you, Lord. Please speak to me, Lord. I will obey you. I trust in you. And then God began to speak. Sorry, this is fourth service. And the Lord um, told me a few things I feel led to tell you. Um, He told me my house is a house of prayer. So we should pray. He also mentioned David built an altar in the middle of a a battle. So so here he is fighting, you know, and, and, um, and God tells him to honor him. So he, while, while the enemy's shooting arrows at him, and there's fighting going on all around him. He's, he's, he's building a, an altar in the middle of a, a battlefield. And I love that because it's like God was using David to show us that um, you should be more fearful of God than anyone around you. And so I wrote, this is how I fought my battles. It's on my knees. 
And the Lord told me His glory will not be outdone. This reminded me when I was in 10th grade. I was on my knees in my room upstairs in Houston. And I just said, God, use me. Just take my life, Lord, and use me to change lives. Just, I will obey you. Take me on a journey of faith. Whatever that leads, I'll, I'll do what you tell me to do, God. In 1 Samuel 21, sorry, it, it says to obey is, is better than sacrifice. And so I just have to ask, you know, is, is there anyone else today that maybe you, you've not kept a vow to God? Maybe he told you to do something, to give something, to uh, sacrifice in some way, to forgive someone, to end something that he never started, that you started. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I wonder if I'm not the only one being sat today. And then God took me to the scripture in Luke 24. It's a really cool story. Starting in verse 13, it says, That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, uh, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? I love this. It's like Jesus wanted to know, um, what do you guys say about me when I'm not around? Isn't that great? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all these things that have happened here in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed them over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said that his body was missing, and they, they had seen an angel uh, who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to sea, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have, would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Can you imagine having Jesus teach you the word? By this time, they were nearly nearing Emmaus. At the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him at the moment. He first, he, 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 uh, he disappeared. So I think it's interesting that when they, when they had communion with him, when they ate with him, their eyes were opened to who he really was. And I'm hoping in a few moments as we have communion that maybe your eyes will be opened too. Maybe God brought you to this moment. Maybe you're watching online or one of the campuses and, and this is a moment. I want to encourage you, don't, don't, don't miss it. And then the most famous scripture in this passage says this. Then they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us 
as he talked with us on the, on the road and explained the scripture to us. Our hearts burned within us. So um, we're going to have communion. And as we do that, I want to invite you, if you'd like, to join me at the altar. Um, all of our campuses, you're welcome to join us at your altar. At, and if you're online, you're welcome to, uh, to simply get on your knees and grab some communion elements. Go grab a piece of bread, some juice, that's fine. Uh, and you can join us in, in communion as we go before the Father today. The Bible's pretty clear that communion is for those who've already received Christ. That's not to be exclusionary, it's actually to encourage you to receive Christ. That's what it's for. Like, we're not trying to say, no, you can't participate. What we're saying is, it's a family thing, so you have to be in the family of God to do it. So, if you've never given your life to Christ, you can pray a prayer right now. You can just say something like this in your own words. Say, Jesus, come in my heart. I believe you died for me. I believe... You rose again, so I confess my sin to you. I repent. I, I ask you to come to my life right now, Jesus. Save me. And he'll come in your life right now. And if you've done that, you can take part in communion with us. So before we, before we have communion, you know, there's this really cool church in uh, Korea called, um, it's in South Korea, it's called Yoido Full Gospel Church. And this church bought a mountain, which I think is really crazy and awesome. They bought a mountain and they call it Prayer Mountain and um, the people go up about once a month and they, they just cover this mountain and then they pray all night. And when they pray, they, they pray like in waves so they all speak out loud together at the same time just bringing their confessions to God and, and asking for His power and His blessing. And, and so I thought like like the South Korean Yoido Full Gospel Church people do, maybe we should join them in, in that and, and just confess our sin out loud to God. I've certainly confessed mine today. And so I want to invite you right now. We're going to speak openly and just repent openly with our voice. And so at all campuses, online, everyone, let's just speak and confess our sin to God right now. We have to be right before him before we can commune with him. So go ahead. Just, just begin to speak out loud your confession. God, forgive me for my sin to you. I'm so sorry, God. I, I think we're again. I've thought more of me than I should. I, I confess that. Give me, God, I wasn't obedient to you. I, I put you first, God. I, I surrender to you. I want to be real. I don't want to be fake. I trust in you, Lord. I, please bless me, God. Forgive me, God my sin. I confess it to you. I confess my selfishness. The most powerful word you can say to God is not I love you, it's I'm sorry. Just tell God if you're sorry.
as His forgiveness washes over you right now, everywhere, just speak aloud who God is to you. Just say it out loud. Who is God to you? Just say it out loud. Be bold. Use your voice box. Speak it now, all of us. God, you're my counselor. Thank you, God. You're my hope in the dark. God, you're, you're my light in my darkness. God, I thank you that you, you provide, you take care of me, you, you correct me, you lead me. Thank you, you're my protector. Thank you that you're my, my everything, Lord. Thank you, God, you're my confidence. Thank you, God. Speak it out loud, be bold. Come on, say it out loud. Who is God to you? Say it. Say it. Your neighbor needs to hear you say it. You are awesome, God. You're glorious, you're amazing, you're powerful, you're sovereign, you're in control, I trust in you. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're moving in the midst. You are the movement. Lord, you go before me, you stay behind me, you protect me on all sides. You are the warrior, you are the great hero of my life. Thank you, God. Do what only you can do, God. Bless your people, God. Bless your people. We call out to you. We speak to you. We love you. We trust in you, Lord. Thank you, God, for sitting me so that you can stand up on your altar. Lord, this is your mantle to give. It's not mine to take. I trust in you. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. And he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. Thank you, God. Thank you for the way you're moving right now in your people. Thank you, God. Lord, your word says that we are your children. God, your word also says you discipline your children. You discipline those you love in Proverbs 3. Lord, I thank you, God. It's not a sign that you're against us. It's a sign you're for us. It's a sign you love us. It's a sign you're preparing us for great things. In the spirit of prayer, I just have a few more things to tell you. I just have to tell you that I believe God wants us to have radical obedience to him. Radical obedience. It means you do the crazy things. It means you just say yes and do whatever God tells you to do, that you follow through on what he told you. Maybe time to forgive someone. Maybe time to go obey in some crazy way, some sacrificial way and say, God, all I have is not mine, it's yours. I trust in you, Lord. My life is yours. My resources are not mine, they're yours. They're resources. You're the source. Everything else is just a resource, God. You're the source. I trust in you, Lord. God spoke to me last service. He said, the dam is breaking. The dam is breaking. His, it's his love. It's his grace going to flow through us. 
if we'll let him break us open, the dam is breaking. Next week, my son Mason will be preaching. I'm excited about that for him. And I know he'll have a great word. And they always ask me, Mason and Cole, before they preach, they say, Dad, is there any advice you, you have for me? And I'm so grateful that they ask for that. Hey, Ricky, it's great to see you, man. You know we love you, don't you? You know you're part of this community, right? You know you're forgiven. You're made new. You know God told me you were going to come. I'm so glad you're here. We love you. You hear me? We love you. We're all at the foot of the cross. All of us. The Lord told me, Mason, to tell you my advice to you is that before you're on this platform, make sure you're before the platform. Before you're on the altar, make sure you're before the altar. Because we must repent and be broken. Is it just me or do I hear wailing? Or do I hear people being broken before God? Do I sense a move of spirit? Is it just me or does someone else sense it? God is doing something new and fresh and there's a love and grace you didn't think you deserved that you get because the cross is complete. You are forgiven. You really are. You're made new in Christ. Whatever you've done, this is a radical grace community because that's what Jesus offers us. We are made new in him. Thank God. We all need it, including me. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for renewing us, Lord. We love you, God. Thank you, Lord, for sitting me this weekend. God, I thank you, Lord. No offense, everybody, but thank you, God. I'm not really concerned with everyone else got out of this. I thank you, God, that I know I, I did what you asked. And that's all I can ask for, God. And thank you for that your head bowed and your eyes closed we're going to sing a song and before we sing this I want to tell you about the song there's a worship leader that God began to use powerfully and he began to travel and it was great and you know most worship leaders that's kind of like something in their heart you know and but God wants it about his church and him and so his pastor came one day as your church was growing and they had lights and sound and amazing music and great excellence, very similar to what we have. And we're very grateful. And I'm not saying excellence is bad. It's a wonderful quality. We should have it. But the Lord told the pastor to shut it all down. He said, you've been making it about you and not about me. So the pastor went to the worship leader and said, no more music, no instruments, take the sound system out of the room. They literally removed the sound system. It's kind of hard to have really good worship with no sound system, trust me. And uh, for the next few months, they just sang to God. They rediscovered their voices to God. And God began to move so powerfully. And as they did that, they, they had a new appreciation for what worship really was again. And out of that time is when a guy named Matt Redmond sat down in his room and wrote this song when he realized what worship really was about. It wasn't about the music and the excellence and the lights. And this is what he said. He wrote, when the music fades, all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you.
Jesus. So let's just sing right now and make it all about Jesus. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. Sing, I'll bring you more. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it, and it's all about you. Coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus Every head bowed, every eye closed, and there's time. I can't think of a better time to give your life to Christ than right now. If you've never trusted Him fully, in this moment, the Bible says today is a day of your salvation. Pray this prayer with us online, all of our campus. Just say, Dear Jesus, thank you that you died for me. You paid the price for my sin, and you rose again. Please come in my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Your head bowed, your eyes closed. If you just gave your life to Christ, just lift your hand high right now at all of our campuses. I can't see it. I'm facing God right now, but it's okay because God sees it. Lift that hand high. If you just gave your life to Christ, lift your hand high on, on, online. Just put it in the text right now. My hand's raised churchunlimited.com. Click hand raised right now. Just let us know. Praise God. You just gave your life to Christ. Let us know. Lift your hand high. Let God know. Just let him know. Praise God. Praise God. You're not alone. Praise God. Lift that hand high. Praise God. All of our campuses. Praise God. Praise God. You can put your hands down. Maybe today you're already a Christ follower, but maybe I'm not the only one that God's been sitting. I believe God has got our attention. 
your head bowed and your eyes closed, just obey him. Just do what he says to do, no matter how radical it may seem. God wants radical obedience from his people. Will you obey him on the spot? Oh, I'm going to go think about it. Yeah, you're going to talk yourself out of it. That's what you're going to do. Just obey him on the spot. Don't talk yourself out of being obedient to God. Just do what the Lord tells you to do in this moment, right now, all campuses, online. Forgive that person. Say you're sorry. Make that gift. Make that sacrifice. Do what God tells you to do. Go where he told you to go. Obey what he told you to do. Trust him. In your obedience is his blessing. In your obedience is his blessing. In your obedience is his blessing. So we obey you, God. Thank you for your word today. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Can we give a hand to those who came forward right now at all of our campuses and online? Thank you. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't God good? His word is so true.